Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. So if you're watching on YouTube... You might see that Isaac and I are looking like we are just in snow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to March 2020. Interesting uh, things going on, aren't they? So we're talking about the coronavirus and being wise, but not having fear. So super important. Yeah, this is going to be a powerful conversation. If you have been wondering what to tell your kids, this is the episode for you because we're going to talk about what we have been teaching our children and what we're doing in being mm-hmm. wise. But Which, not by yeah, we, you know, and our our what we are doing is not necessarily a prescription for what you need to do, right? Yep. But um, we've been getting a lot of questions about this, and so we just thought that we'd be transparent and share with you guys. Um, and of course, as always, we're going to dig into the Word of God together because God's Word has a lot to say about this, actually. Yeah, so let's dive in. So we've got uh, four points for you here, mm-hmm. and uh, the first one is, you're not going to believe it, but it's the greatest time to be alive. Angie was adamant that was our first point. I say that a lot. She's like, oh, we got to have that as our first point. I'm like, Isaac, you got to talk about that because it is actually something that you've been reminding the kids of in light of all of this too. And you might be wondering with all the things going on, mm-hmm. all the news headlines and so forth, this is the greatest time to be alive. Yeah, it's important to have perspective. And I believe now mm-hmm. the, the reasons I'm going to share in this episode are different than what I'm about to say, but these are also reasons I believe, which is, mm-hmm. oh, the advancements in technology, the ability to not have to go to college and make great income for your kids, um, the ability for them to do their art in the world because there's so many resources that are so cheap and uh, all these different things, right? We can we can stream live for free mm-hmm. uh, content, uh, just unbelievable things. So I could go on on the practical, economical, uh, lifestyle, living, opportunity side, but that's not what this is about. Well, that, and yeah. And actually, I was just even thinking of something else while you were talking about it. I'm like, it's the greatest time to be alive because if you're alive, it's God's will. You're alive today. Amen. And it's good to be walking in his will, right? Yeah. Absolutely. The other side of it, on the spiritual side of things, it also is the greatest time to be alive because um, it, when there's challenges, when things are changing, when we're getting mm-hmm. closer to the end uh, and we all go to heaven, mm-hmm. um, it's going to require real conviction to show up. And when there's challenges and things happening in the world, you start to see mm-hmm. who's really holding on to God and has that faith and belief they're going to heaven and what Jesus did on the cross and people who are giving it lip service. It's interesting because um, in light of understanding that it's the greatest time to be alive, we also need to teach our kids that part of that is that God has a purpose for us to be alive. Yeah. And that's actually a huge huge aspect to this, right? Because a lot of times when stuff like this happens, like there's an illness or earthquakes or anything else like this that could mm-hmm. potentially happen what what's the tendency of people's reactions 
They think about themselves. It mm-hmm. becomes survival of the fittest, very self-focused in that way, right? Mm-hmm. But we want to raise our kids to be God-focused and people-minded, mission-minded in a mm-hmm. sense. And part of that means that if we are teaching our kids that God made us born in the generation that he made us born in for a reason and that our purpose for being alive is actually not even about us like Mm -hmm. god wants to have fellowship with us because he loves us right but we are here to know god and make him known to the world and what better time to share the gospel with people than when when people even the most independent people who probably seem like they don't need God, who have even said they don't need God, right? Mm -hmm. Those people are now faced with the reality that they don't have control over whether or not they are going to get the coronavirus. And when people are made aware that they don't have control over their life, they start thinking more and being more receptive to the gospel. They start thinking more about God or if there's a God or heaven and hell. They 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 start wondering about these things. Yeah, they realize that they can't escape death, which by the way, can I just say, none of us can can ever escape death. Yeah. Right? Like that is the inevitable end for all humankind. Yeah. And so the reality though is that when stuff like this happens, people get anxious, they get worried, they start thinking. And as believers, we can have a peace actually because we know where we're going. Yeah. We're going someplace far better. And do you, you know, when you really believe that, mm-hmm. you have a, a joy that never leaves you and super super important now another reason to be talking this way with your kids only do it if you believe it um because kids are um authenticity detectors (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that's right if you're a hypocrite they're gonna be like (laughs) so but you don't want your kids scared and if they're scared they're lacking faith right Mm now different age kids different things are appropriate you be the judge of that as we talk about these things of course um but you know obviously you guys know we have four teenagers and then all the way down to two years old we have eight kids so and they're all home right now kelsey's back almost over 10 which is great yeah yeah and and kelsey i mean you and kelsey were both flying this week and just got back and so of course there was like you know, it's the thought went into my mind. Oh yeah, he could be exposed to coronavirus, right? Like you're. Yeah, I ran a training for a bunch of people, and you know, people were still shaking hands and those kinds of things. And I just was really. And Kelsey was at a college campus. I was with really like vigilant to wash my hands. I wasn't touching my face. I was doing the things that we're gonna tell you we've taught our family. So yeah, uh, super important. Um, you know, they say that you you kind of start knowing if you have it at the day four mark or beyond. So yeah. um, we, I have been careful, Kelsey and I have been careful just to not, just to kind of lay low for four days, just to make sure, because we don't want to be a conduit of passing something To on. other people, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've mm-hmm. all been careful for a little bit, but um, we don't want kids to be scared. That when they when they understand what uh, Jesus did on the cross and they understand our perspective and we're leading mm-hmm. with joy, yeah, and not need and not fear, right? It's it's a very positive thing. It's it's this is where your kids get to see your real conviction in if you actually believe what you say you believe, yeah, right? And if you have a secure foundation in Christ, right? Yeah, and you don't question if you're going to heaven or hell because you know the gospel, the real gospel. Mm -hmm. And you know that nothing you do can ever get you to heaven, right? Yeah. And you've repented, right? Like you just have that peace, you know? Yeah. And so then you go about life in a different kind of way 
And of course, we're not just talking about the virus, right? And the potential danger of that or not. We don't know fully yet, right? We don't know fully how bad this is. We can see what's happening in Italy. We can see what's happening in other countries. Very, very bad in a lot of cases. So mm -hmm. we have to be mindful of that. So we don't know the full scope of it. But what we do know is the economy is fragile. It's starting to tank. Uh, we do know people get different when that happens. And so mm -hmm. it's good to have some preparations, which we'll right. talk about later. Um, so uh, I think we have a scripture, right? Honey? Yeah. So in First Timothy or Second Timothy 1, 5 or yeah, 1, 7, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's perfect going into point two, which is not to fear. Yeah. We are not to fear anything in this world. Mm -hmm. We're not to be worrying. Now, part of what makes us not fear, obviously, is is revering God. Mm -hmm. And the more we revere God, the less we fear mm -hmm. anything in this world. The more we fear things in the world, uh, the less we tend to be focused on uh, what we know to be true, but maybe our heart isn't being led there, which is yeah. fully embracing the truth that God is sovereign. And he's going to take care of us. He will. And you know what? Part of this, it's interesting. So I'm just going to bring something up um, from way back when I was pregnant. No, I just had had Kelsey. 9-11 happened. Yeah. And you were actually in a meeting go at the Space Needle, mm, right? Yeah. And that was like near apparently near, that was apparently like the next target at one point, according to the well, news. Well, maybe, yeah. And like, well, that's what they were saying on the news. And I'm watching the Space Needle on TV and I'm literally like, okay, I'm going to be widowed with a baby and I've only been married a couple years. Yeah, it was a business meeting. And yeah. I remember though that a thought went through my mind, which was, okay, I just need to trust God and I need to pray hard because God listens to our prayers just mm -hmm. like he listened to Abraham who begged for yeah. God to save Lot out of Sodom, right? However, the Bible actually predicts that these things are going to happen. Yeah. And so we shouldn't be like shocked, surprised that this is happening if we know what the Bible says. I just want to share a couple of verses here actually. In Luke awesome. 21, 11, it says, there will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilences, mm -hmm. and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Again, it says in um, Matthew 24, 21 through 22, it says, for then there will be great tribulation mm -hmm. such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect in those days, it will be cut short. Anyway, if you just like even were to spend time really studying what the mm -hmm. word of God says about like end times, which happened once Jesus left, right? Like we've been in this period, right? Yeah. And there have been famines. There's been pestilence. There have been earthquakes. There have been t tornadoes. This is another virus, yeah. right? And, and the, con the the stock market tanked the biggest day since uh, 1987. There's all kinds of things you mm -hmm. could be alarmed by, but this is frankly nothing compared to what's coming yeah, actually exactly it's just gonna get worse so you know what and better and worse like both are happening at the same time i'm sure you've noticed that uh, people are becoming receptive to the gospel i don't know if you noticed that i noticed that i talked to people yeah. on, on my lift well, card we rides and about. all kinds yeah. of things that people are receptive um but here's the thing yeah what are you preparing your kids for you're preparing them for like 10 years from now when are you launching them? think how old they are right now well is it five years from now is it 10 years from now is it 15 years from now when your kids are launching from your mm -hmm. home even more What's the world going to be like then? How many different things are going to be happening? And so we need to lead by example 
revering and fearing God and that different kind of fear of uh, respect for his authority and control over our lives and love of God. Um, and understanding that verse, he can do anything. And joy yeah. versus, you know, the panic and the anxiety and the mm -hmm. what ifs and mm -hmm. all these things. Okay. So super important. So we're supposed to um, have the joy of the Lord, right? And joy is different than happiness. A lot of people mix that up. So it's interesting. I wrote a whole chapter on this in Redeeming Childbirth, actually, because oh, cool. I think that when women are um, pregnant and they're like, struggling with either morning sickness or you're towards the end of your pregnancy and you're not feeling well, it sometimes can be hard to have joy, yeah. but, and that's why it's in that book. But, um, this particular, just searching what the joy of the Lord was, it dawned on me that it says it's the Lord's joy. It's mm -hmm. not our joy. It's not something we can contrive, right? Like if the Holy spirit is in us and the Holy spirit is one with Jesus, one with God, yeah. right? Cause they're triune God. They're three in one and he's, he's in us. Mm-hmm we have the Holy Spirit, then our joy is not dependent upon circumstances. That doesn't mean that we're not going to be sad at times. Like we right. just did that whole podcast on our miscarriage and how in um, Ecclesiastes 7, it says that a sad heart or sadness makes the heart better, right? And it and doesn't so, mean we're minimizing the danger of this, especially for people no. over 60 years old. Um, the government saying, do not travel right now if you're older, because it yeah. appears that this virus, unfortunately, uh, is way more dangerous for people who are older. Mm -hmm. So we're not minimizing the danger of this, but no matter what happens, we're called to be joyful. Yeah. And that actually is one way we can be a light and fulfill the purpose that God has for us while we're here on this earth, being the Great Commission, being the light, right? Yeah. Is that people would see something different about us. When we are going to the grocery store to get groceries for our kids, that, that we wouldn't be like hustled and bumping into people or rude or mad that there's no, no toilet paper, right? Because that's happened <laughs> to me. But instead, you just kind of chuckle and you, you just this move on. You go, wow. And then say a prayer that people who really need it in that moment would be able to find it, like for us as a family of 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I just, there's this part of me that like, I believe that in those circumstances, we have an ability to be a joy and have a different countenance about us. Us, which yeah. is the joy of the Lord. Um, but Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We get to pray about this. Yeah. Let your requests be made known to God. People forget that. That's a huge part of this is that we can pray what our requests are. Yeah. Right. But we need to submit that to God's will. And we pray with thanksgiving, looking for opportunities, everything by prayer and supplication. Do not be anxious for anything. And the peace of God, not our own peace, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And this is really important because it's God that's guarding your heart, not you that's guarding your heart. Now, the Bible tells us to guard our hearts and minds. It yeah. says to take every thought captive, not your own thoughts, every thought. That means the news thoughts, the social media thoughts. You have to take them all captive under the obedience of Christ, yeah. actually. And that's one of the keys to not allowing this to steal your joy, to um, be a temptation to be anxious or full of fear, right? Yeah. Because if we take our thoughts captive, then they can't own us. Yeah. So we're going to, the next two points are being prepared and what we're doing. Um, however, uh, I want to pause for just a moment and share. Thank you, first of all, because this week uh, the podcast got rated number 75 
one of the days in the top 200 under religion and spirituality. How many on podcasts iTunes. are there total? I don't know, 50,000 or something like that. So, or more. That's I don't awesome, know. you guys. So just, just amazing. And mm -hmm. the, the five stars, you know, all you have to do is tap it on iTunes to do that or wherever you're at, giving us a review helps us. Um, and then a written review mm -hmm. is amazing. We read every single one. Also another way, because we're full-time ministry, another way, um, that helps us and can help you. I mean, every single person that's gone through it has given us good feedback on mm -hmm. it, which is the Parenting Mentor Program. Uh, and you'll hear from people that have been through it in just mm -hmm. a second. Mm -hmm. But also there's a free 30-minute uh, workshop at CourageousParenting.com. Hit podcast and hit the notes for this episode. You'll see it there. Any scriptures, any resources we mentioned in this episode mm -hmm. and notes and the full mm -hmm. transcript as well. Yeah. So pretty cool. We'd love to have you in the next Parenting Mentor Program. Uh, you get to know us more. We get more direct contact. You can find out more about that at CourageousParenting.com mm -hmm. as well. Let's hear from people who've gone through it. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Okay, so now point three, we're talking about being prepared, but being prepared doesn't mean we're fearful. You've seen right. some people out there writing prepared equals fearful. And we're saying prepared does, does not, not equal, equal fearful. fearful. It doesn't need to. Mm -hmm. It could go both ways. Yeah. But part of having wisdom is preparing for things that give enough indicators to be a problem. Now, husbands, you need to be leading in knowing what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying have mainstream news on cable TV. In fact, I think that's a horrible idea. <laughs> and they just keep re creating as much fear as possible to get higher ratings and all this stuff. No, you know, watch some of it maybe online. You can watch stuff. Um, you can read stuff. You can see what's trending on Twitter. See what the president's talking about. Regardless of what you believe about the president, it's good to know what the president's talking about. Okay, these kinds of things. So you need to you need to be in the know. And I'm going to share some things that I see are going on. You may disagree with some of these things. That's okay. We can still love each other. Um, but here's for my family. Here's what I see is going on. I see that obviously this happened in China and it exploded. Uh, and then it got to uh, Europe, specifically Italy became in uh, also South Korea became a big problem where it was spreading fast. Italy, once it started becoming a problem, they really uh, did a lot of things right. Yet still 1200, I think 1100 people have died and it's growing at a rapid pace over there, even though everybody's pretty, they closed everything except uh, stores and pharmacies and so forth. And that's about, they're about two weeks ahead of where the United States is at in terms of numbers. And when people first started getting exposed in the United States, one of the reasons we're two weeks behind is because uh, I think Trump did a very good thing of closing off flights uh, from China 
uh, early on, and Europe did not do that. And so, you know, maybe we won't see as big of a deal in the United States. We're hopeful, right? But what's happening in Washington State, New York, and around the country is is showing a similar trend to on the same timeline, if you look at it as what happened in Italy, of what's happening there. Now, a lot of times people are arguing, why all the hysteria? Because so many people have died of the flu and all these things. Well, there's a lot of unknowns, and unknowns creates anxiety in people. I'm not saying we should be anxious because of unknowns, no. but um, there are some things. It looks like it has uh, it's a, a higher rate of death than the flu. Um, there is some evidence, doctors are saying, that when somebody sneezes and has the virus, that um, it's a finer, um, the virus goes into finer uh particles i don't know if i'm saying it correctly but that can float in the air and go further when someone sneezes and hang out in the air and hang it also uh, stays alive on surfaces for up to three days i've read you know who knows if that's right uh, this is, these are things i've read and so just the nature of it and uh what it's doing what really got me is i know trump regardless of what you think about the president he cares deeply about the economy he really does because he knows that's one of the things that helps him get reelected um and he decided to make a very public announcement that this is kind of a big deal and here's the things we're doing. And he knew that would hurt the economy and the economy tanked. And then afterwards, there was another interview with him just saying, well, our people, every single life of every American is more important than our economy. And I thought that was pretty cool. But what it is telling of is that this is a deal. This is something we should right. pay attention to. Right. We should not just gloss over. We should do what we can to be wise. He wouldn't do like, you know, re-election suicide by, <laughs> you yeah. know, shooting down the one strong point <laughs> or yeah. one of the strong and, points. And interesting guy, Newt Gingrich, uh, he ran for president a long time ago, but he lives in Italy now. He's a U.S. citizen. And he just wrote an article today just talking about how, wow, I've seen how diligent they are here in Italy to combat this thing and all the precautions, and it's still spreading like crazy. I sure hope my friends in America are being super vigilant because this very this could be a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so we just, you know, maybe it's not. I'd rather be prepared uh, and have it not be a big deal than be unprepared and it is a big deal. Right. Now, on the topic of being prepared, is there anything else that you wanted to share about what was going on? No, I mean, I think that's good. Yeah. So regarding being prepared, I've gotten a lot of questions from people who've yeah. been asking, so how how many days in advance are you trying to get prepared? All those kinds of things. You know what? We're not actually like thinking out days or weeks or whatever. Um, and we're not going to be complete isolationists. Isaac just took the kids snowboarding because that's a pretty- But we were careful. Go. We didn't go yeah. in the lodge. Uh, they know the rules, which is, yep. you know, not touching your face. We had gloves on and masks on and anyways. You, you take the kids, snow, you know, skateboarding. Wait, wait in the car, yeah. Playing in the snow. There's just different different things, right? Yeah. Um, and I have gone to the grocery store. I even managed to make it to Costco. You came with me, yeah. And part of that was that we hadn't gone in a long time. Yeah. And um, just being out there and seeing people um, and what they're doing and being able to like make eye contact with people and smile mm -hmm. when other people are not, that's not their agenda. And they're just, and you know, it's not that I'm being idle and I'm taking forever. That's not it at all. Like I'm on a mission. Ask Isaac when yeah, I go to the yeah, grocery yeah. store, I'm like, <laughs> but I still take time to be considerate of other people and say, Oh, 
excuse me, and you know, just different things like that. And I would just encourage you guys to do that as well. But one of the passages of scripture that came to my mind, and I shared this on an IGTV, but I'm going to share it again. It's in Proverbs 31. And it's talking about who can find a virtuous wife. Don't Mm -hmm. we as women, biblical Mm -hmm. women, I'm talking to the wives right now. And men, you want your wives to be virtuous wives, right? Like that's a huge blessing to you. Um, It says here that her worth is far more than rubies. That's God's value, right? A virtuous wife. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. Mm That's important. She will, or so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like merchant ships bringing food from afar. She also rises while it's yet night and provides food for her whole household and portions for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. And for herself, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. So she's working hard. She's not idle. Look at this. She's, she's an entrepreneur here. Mm-hmm. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by that night. And now listen, she stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Amen. She wouldn't be able to extend anything to the poor if she didn't have anything to give them. Right. Right. So you have to be prepared to be able to give to other people, which I think is a huge, it says, yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. Okay. That's something that we as virtuous women and men, yeah, right? We absolutely. need to have hearts as believers to love our neighbors as ourselves, and to be looking at this as, as such a time as this, we are here with the ability, with the gospel to be the hands and feet of Jesus to people who are in need. Yeah. I know we've gotten extra things just with that in mind. Of yeah. Like- Hey, what if, you know, what if our neighbors who are, you know, who are older can't yeah. get out and they need you know, chicken broth and just different things like that. Like we would love to be able to make them bone broth and take Mm -hmm. that to them and to help provide anything that they might need. But you can't do that if you're not prepared. That's right. And so you have to be prepared, right? And that says she is not afraid of snow for her household. So it's talking about how she's not afraid of the winter, right? For all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for her hands. Her And then it goes on and on and on. Her husband sits in the gates. A lot of stuff. It's all these things. But the point is, is she is... She doesn't eat the bread of idleness. That's right. Right? And it says here, charm is deceitful, beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Here's a true too. When someone has anxiety, fear, worry, um, they're more idle, actually. And so when someone's taking action in whatever they're supposed to do to prepare or mm-hmm. be equipped or ready, uh, yeah. it also helps with that anxiety <laughs> and stuff too. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, it's... um. It's cool to help other people. What an opportunity right now. Uh, maybe there's some elderly people in your neighborhood. Here's things on our mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we Both sides of us, actually, some elderly people. And um, and they may not want to go out to the grocery store. They may not want to go to the grocery store. They might be store. scared. I read something. Oh, it was a story online in the news, I think, where uh, a lady was walking to the store, a younger lady, and there was an older couple in a car. And they rolled down the window and said, Miss. And they've been sitting in the car for 45 minutes looking for the nicest person to ask that walks by them. Hey, would you mind going in the store? We're just super scared to go in there. And you know what? For a young person, if they get the virus, it's likely they're going to get sick and get better. I mean, that's what we're seeing right now. But they but, just needed food and But they stuff. just needed food. But for for some, but the the death rate for older people is like 10% for some, depending on the age. And so um, it's high. I mean, that's what we're, they're seeing right now for some of the older, mm-hmm. older ages. Mm-hmm. So it's just really important to, to be helping other people. And maybe this is a way we can show the light of Jesus and, and all that and help yeah. each other out. So, you know, and thinking about this, this is what I would be teaching my kids too, is to be considerate of 
the reality of what this will do to the older generation. And when they're getting together with other people, if they feel, if, if you feel like you are under the weather, if your kids are under the weather, don't have them go hang out with other people's kids because they could be carriers of the virus and not know it. Mm-hmm. And then those other kids might get it and might go see their grandparents and expose them because they could have it for four or five days or even longer without knowing it. Right, Isaac? Yeah. And so just teaching your kids that like basic common courtesy of putting other loving people well, being realistic, not being selfish about wanting to get together with people because Mm -hmm. you're just being selfish in the moment, but like literally thinking about it. And, and isn't that what our savior did? This is what we've been teaching our kids. This is what our, what Jesus did. Jesus helped other people. He met their physical needs. Think about the feeding of the 5,000. He met their physical needs before he shared the the truth and they came down, right? He's in control. And he's in control. He also met their emotional Praise needs. God. He met their emotional needs. I think of Mary Martha when Lazarus died. The shortest sentence in the Bible, Jesus wept, right? Yeah. He met their emotional needs. He he tells us to weep with those who are weeping, that we have an opportunity to weep with those who are weeping when they do experience loss or when they're fearful and to meet their emotional needs. And... He met their spiritual needs. Now, we can't save anybody, but we can definitely in- introduce them to the person who can, yeah. the Jesus Christ who can, and he can meet their spiritual needs yeah. of salvation, right? And he healed people. Let's not forget that Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to help other people with their yeah. physical needs when they're sick. And so maybe you have extra um, essential oils and a diffuser and you take it over to your neighbor or maybe you have extra vitamins. You yeah. you get some extra vitamins, you take it to your neighbor or medicine if they need medicine, whatever it is, right? Like how can you help other people? And then don't forget prayer. Like this is an opportunity for us as families yeah. to really get on our knees to be praying for other people, to be praying for those who are sick all over this world, yeah. to be praying for opportunities to serve other people. To, this is this could actually be so transforming. Like, you know that passage of scripture that says, if my people would humble themselves and pray. Mm. That has just been on my mind over and Let's over and over praying. again. That we all should just be praying. And and doesn't isn't that what God wants from us all the time? Not just in And then sickness. what does that show your kids? It shows your yes. kids that you trust them, you're joyful. But we're gonna pray because God acts when people pray. Yeah. And not always exactly how we want, but he listens to all prayers and, and he, it's awesome. And he cares about our physical needs, yeah. but he cares even more about our hearts. Yeah. And he wants all people to know who he is. So you know what? Sometimes he allows suffering Yeah, because he wants people's hearts. And you know, I also think that Ephesians 6 is a huge like opportunity to teach Absolutely. our kids because even in this one part here, it says in chapter 6, you know, obviously, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of this dark age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God yeah. that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. And then it continues on and on and on. This would be a really good passage of scripture to be reading with your kids to remind them that like, yeah, there's a physical battle going on right now, Mm -hmm. but there's also a spiritual battle going on. Think of all the people who are potentially sick, who are not saved and the spiritual battle in their mind right now where they are literally like, am I going to go to hell or am I going to go to heaven? That is a spiritual battle. Yeah. And who is there to Point them to Jesus. Yeah. 
It's when you respond well in things like this, it's one of the biggest faith growing experiences for your kids by watching it Mm -hmm. and being part of it. And here's the fourth thing. Here's what we're doing. Okay. So two parts, Mm -hmm. what we're doing to prepare as parents and what we're teaching our children is the same point here. So we're a family of 10, right? So we go through things quickly. Like if we make sandwiches, it's more than one loaf of bread. Yeah. It's almost two loaves because we have six sons also and five Lots of teenagers, big. I mean, so you're like, how do they afford that? Well, you know, God Mm -hmm. provides one month at a time, right? It's awesome. That's right. (laughs) Thank you for sharing the podcast and for joining us in the parenting program. God's good. Yeah. And, um, but um, but we so with that in mind, we go through a lot quickly, and by the nature of just what's happening, there isn't a lot mm-hmm. actually in stores. It's getting bought up, yeah. And so we are making sure we have what we need, yeah. And I also as best as we can, and then the things that we can't we can't find. Now Angie's always you know done a good job of buying in bulk and doing it. But cheaply. we are way, way short on toilet paper people. <laughs> we, doing it way in advance. Yeah. And so she doesn't have to go to the store as much. And so I just made sure I'm, I'm extra sensitive to that because if she doesn't have to go to the store, uh, that's the better, right? You know, less chance of being And that's just how we've always kind of yeah. operated too. I mean, there have been years where things were a lot less, they were tighter. And so yeah. it was harder for me to be as prepared. But like back in Damascus, I had a couple freezers. And, and we have a little and, one and yeah. a half year old. I'd hate to see him go through getting this virus and... You know, so we're just. I mean, we all kind of are that way. We're being really careful. Like, yeah. we're definitely. But this is the thing: we've always had that lifestyle of taking our supplements, taking our vitamins, getting trying to get more sleep when we feel Keep like we're fighting something. Keep your immune system something. up, so that's something. Get we're doing. exercise. Yeah. We're Although doing all that. we aren't going to be going to the gym for a while, just because that could be a really yeah, just temporarily. Yeah, you know, we're kind of seeing how things play out here. Yeah. Um. So so food provision, we definitely have that. We made sure. Um, economy's fragile right now. Whenever the economy's fragile mm-hmm. and uh, there's fear around something like this, um, people get a little different, strange, strange sometimes. Uh, crime can go up, things mm-hmm. like that. Not that the, we're worried about that or fearful, but in wisdom, uh, we're just you know, making sure we have what we need. So this is the thing, like regardless of if you think the virus is a big deal, the reality is, is that our economy is reflecting that it's a big deal because our economy is fragile right now. And whenever the economy is fragile, people do strange things. And that's what we're seeing right now, especially like in the grocery stores, our kids can see that, right? And what's interesting is that the Bible talks about this too. In 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, it says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless. It goes on and on. Without self-control, brutal, treacherous, reckless, swollen. I mean, this is, it says avoid such people. Now, I will say that we, our life is already oriented in a way Mm -hmm. that fits into what people are having to shift to right now. For example, we homeschool. So Mm -hmm. our kids, so if there is a lot of change, even more change for other families, and you might be listening, maybe it's your family where you can't work as much because, and that hits your finances. So I feel for you there on those kinds of things. So our kids are already at home. Um, the, The other one is I also work from home. So that's, Which is, that's already yeah. the case. and um, Although you won't be traveling anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just there's a lot of um, people who are struggling with that. If you are now in that position where your kids are home and you're looking at curriculums and stuff and you're like, 
oh, there's got to be something better. Yeah. I mean, reach out. I would be happy to give you a couple of recommendations of websites to look into. No problem. You can yeah. find me on social media. Yeah, it might be a little travel, but very little travel. Yeah. And so that, so um, here's what we're doing, teaching our children. Mm -hmm. um, we're saying, hey, because we have teenagers that go out without us, drivers, mm -hmm. things like that. So, hey, if you're out, cool. Be vigilant. Be careful. Um, you know, wash your hands frequently, mm -hmm. especially after touching things. And while you're out, just don't touch your face. Just don't right, do it. Like I am right now. Uh, or <laughs> if you need to touch your face, go wash your hands, touch your face, and then you're good. But while you're out, just be vigilant in that way. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, as far as who you're spending time with, spend time with people who you know are being wise, who aren't just blowing this off, uh, that are being wise about it. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Young people sometimes, only some of them, sometimes get cavalier about things like this because they're not older. And really who this affects most are older people. But what they Or people with weak immune systems. Or weak yeah. immune systems. So what they fail to realize, they're kind of being selfish. They fail to realize that if they get it and they're around other people, it could be very deadly to other people. Yeah. And so you, so we did talk to them about that. We talked to them about because we know other people are talking mm -hmm. to our kids, influencing our kids. They see things on Instagram, Insta stories, things like that. And so we're saying, I just told them, hey, some people are going to be cavalier about this. Some people are just saying it's all... Uh, hype. hype hysteria and so forth hey i hope so by the way i hope so mm -hmm. but we're preparing in case it isn't right yeah. um so we're telling our kids that um what's ha we're, we're sharing what's actually happening but we're not creating fear and our kids are used to us sharing what's happening so you have to ease into that if you haven't been doing it and it depends <laughs> on their age too yeah. uh i mean solomon's at the table but he's not really paying attention he's four and a half and so, he's just like not even really aware, but we are praying as a family for people. Yeah. And um, I think that it's important. This is, you know, if you guys haven't listened to our podcast, that's about raising your kids through life struggles, then you need to go listen to that podcast because that's specifically on that. Um, also in our podcast where we had our miscarriage, we talk about how we talk to our kids about it and how we walk through that life transition of loss with yeah. them and grief with them. And I think that both of those podcasts could be really relevant to this because you may experience some loss in your family. I hope not. I hope not. I genuinely hope not. Um, but the reality is, is it's going to happen in the world. And so we need to be vigilant. We need to be proactive in teaching our kids, not reactive. Um, and we want to lead well because they're watching how we react and yeah. we are their models, right? Yeah. So we need to live what we preach, right? Yeah. And we need to preach the gospel and we yeah. need to preach God's word to our kids. And um, so know that Isaac and I and our kids are praying for all of you out there. Amen. Um, and we want to encourage you guys to be the church. Absolutely. Be the church. Be the church. Be ready to give an answer for what you believe to anyone yeah. and teach your kids to be ready to give an answer and to what they believe. And pray for those divine appointments. Be looking for them because often yeah. I, I know I've experienced this in my life when I'm not looking for them, they're still happening. I'm just not aware. And then when I start looking for them, I start becoming aware of where those divine appointments could be. Yeah. My demeanor, my receptiveness to conversation with people, things like that, mm -hmm. seeing someone in need. You tend to not see that unless you're looking for it. Yeah. So for let's sure. be the church. And I hope this uh, episode was helpful. Bless you guys. Yeah. The last thing that I just want to mention to you guys too is one other thing that I've been doing 
because a lot of people go, oh, well, the gospel, that's great. But how do I, as a mom, mm -hmm. be the church? How do I help people? And yeah. I, I've been really trying hard the last week, especially, um, to help equip moms and knowing how to care for their families. Because oh, totally. actually, a lot of people don't even know how You've to nurture their families. You've been getting so many questions about what I do I take? How what do I kind of essential oil yeah. do I use for this? And yeah. what vitamins do I take? And how old can my kid be when I use that? And what about, um, anyway, so that's been exciting to be able to equip other moms through the Courageous Mom Essentials team. And if you're yeah. interested in that, you can find my Instagram handle at Courageous Mom Essentials and you can message me there or you can just email me at Angie at CourageousMom.com. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.